London Calling, London Walks Connecting. This is London. Story time, history time. Point, counterpoint. Right across London, we're all being swept along by the Christmas riptide. So here's something a little different. No, a lot different. A well and truly get away from it all London walk. And if you want to get that eyepiece into the sharpest possible focus, you'd call it a Londinium walk. Kevin, the emeritus, the distinguished Museum of London archaeologist, will be rolling out his Roman London, a literary and archaeological walk this coming Saturday, December 16th. And he'll be doing it again in January. Full particulars on www.walks.com. Anyway, that'll be a look at London. Sorry, Londinium. About three centuries before Christianity pitched up. The walk's a potent combination. What's not to like about looking at primal London? The oldest bits of it. And having a Museum of London archaeologist and curator open it up to view. Get it into focus for us. Make us see it properly. I'd sup full on that every time. The archaeology cake is a rich repast all by itself. But it's a cake with icing. Because Kevin tops it up with matters literary. Letters, poems, documents, etc. It's frisome-making stuff, standing there, on the spot, being privy to Rufus's matter-of-fact letter about being in good health and enjoining the recipient to make sure he turns that girl into cash. You know, stone the crows if those aren't the very stones. Flinty old Roman London and a flinty old letter. Make sure you turn the girl into cash. Look up from the Roman ruins, and no question about it, London's commercial today. It has its winners and losers. Look back at those ruins, turning Rufus's letter over in your mind. London was commercial 2,000 years ago, and had its winners and losers. Wonder what happened to Rufus and his correspondent, and the girl. Well, Kevin goes some way toward answering that question. Shed some light on what it was like to live and love and play and do business and die in London 2,000 years ago. That's where our archaeologist and cultural historian takes us. But that's enough for me. Let's hear from Kevin himself. So we'll be looking at the archaeology and the historical evidence, but also I'm trying to give an idea of what life felt like to live in a Roman provincial town by use of uh, quotations from um, not only Roman, but also Celtic or uh, Welsh sources. We will look at letters like Rufus, son of Catalonus, sends greetings to Epicilius and all his fellows. I believe you know that I am well. If you have made the list, well, please send it. Do look after everything carefully and make sure you turn that girl into cash. 
What is interesting about this letter found in Roman London is that Rufus is a Roman name, meaning redhead. Cassivellaunus is a Celtic name, so there's a Roman son of a Celt, and they're sending greetings to Epicilius, which is a Greek name. So you can see this inscription gives us an idea of the multicultural aspects of Roman London and the fact that it was changing from a Celtic tradition into a Romanized tradition. What about that girl? What was that about? Well, the answer is we don't know. But in another inscription found in Roman London, um, it says Vegetus, assistant slave of Matanus, the slave of the August Emperor, has brought the girl Fortunata by nationality of Diabletion for 600 denarii. She is warranted healthy and not liable to run away. She is from France, Reims in France obviously a slave for sale and she's been sold which is amazing by the assistant slave of the slave of the divine emperor i'm also trying to get at the more social things like cookery um, this is from plautus the plot of gold uh, and i imagine a, a ancient britain feeling this way about the highly spiced roman food so let's read the quote i don't season a dinner the way other cooks do who serve you up whole pickled meadows in their patina, men who make cows their messmates, who thrust herbs at you and then proceed to season herbs with other herbs. They put in coriander, fennel, garlic and Norse parsley. They serve up sorrel, cabbage, beet and spinach and pounding wicked mustard, which makes the pounder's eyes water before they, they're finished. Or we could look at the recipe for fish without fish. This is something that looks like a fish, tastes like a fish, but isn't a fish. And we can look at the rules of patronage in uh, Roman civilization using the words of Marshall. Now I'm no longer a paid client guest. Why should I put up with your second best menu when you invite me out? You take choice oysters fattened in the Lucrine Lake when I suck whelks and cut my lips. You dine on mushrooms. I'm given fungus fit for swine. Turbot for you, for me, brill. You enjoy a splendid plump-ass turtle dove and I toy with a magpie that die caged. Why, Ponticus, do we eat with you when you don't eat with us? The dolls abolish good, but what's the point unless our meat's carved from the same joint? Or we can go for a walk with Ovid, and he'll tell us to before we to prepare ourselves, but don't torture your hair though with curling irons. Don't punish your legs into smoothness. Leave that for Mother Sibley's votaries. It's a great quote. Um, and so we're interspersing between the archaeology, we're going to look at what it was like to live in a Roman city. You've been listening to This is London, the London Walks podcast, emanating from www.walks.com, home of London Walks, London's signature walking tour company, London's local Time-honored, fiercely independent, family-owned, just the right size walking tour company. And as long as we're at it, London's multi-award-winning walking tour company. Indeed, London's only award-winning walking tour company. And here's the secret. London Walks is essentially run as a guides cooperative. That's the key to everything. 
It's the reason we're able to attract and keep the best guides in London. You can get schlubbers to do this for £20 a walk, but you cannot get world-class guides, let alone accomplished professionals. It's not rocket science. You get what you pay for. And just as surely, you also get what you don't pay for. Back in 1968, when we got started, we quickly came to a fork in the road. We had to answer a searching question. Do we want to make the most money? Or do we want to be the best walking tour company in the world? You want to make the most money, you go the schlubber's route. You want to be the best walking tour company on the planet. You do whatever you have to do to attract and keep the best guides in London. You want them guiding for you, not for somebody else. Bears repeating, the way we're structured, a guides cooperative, is the key to the whole thing. It's the reason for all those awards. It's the reason we're able, uniquely, to front our walks with accomplished, in many cases, distinguished professionals. By way of example, Stuart Purvis, the former editor and subsequently CEO of Independent Television News, and Lisa Honan, who had a distinguished career as a diplomat. Lisa was the governor of St. Helena, the island where Napoleon breathed his last and, some say, had his penis amputated. Napoleon didn't feel a thing, if things the most used. He was dead. Stuart and Lisa, both of them CBEs, are just a couple of our headline acts. Or take our Ripper Walk. It's the creation of the world's leading expert on Jack the Ripper, Donald Rumbelow, the author of the definitive book on the subject. Britain's most distinguished crime historian, Donald is, in the words of the Jack the Ripper A to Z, internationally recognized as the leading authority on Jack the Ripper. Donald's emeritus now, but he's still the guiding light on our Ripper Walk. He curates the walk. He trains up and mentors our Ripper Walk guides, fields any and all questions they throw at him. The London Walk's all-star team of guides includes a former London mayor. It includes the former chief music critic for the Evening Standard. It includes the chair of the Association of Professional Tour Guides and the former chair of the Guild of Guides. It includes barristers, doctors, geologists, museum curators, Royal Shakespeare Company actors, a bevy of MVPs, Oscar winners, people who've won the big one, the Guide of the Year Award. Well, you get the idea. As that travel writer famously put it, if this were a golf tournament, every name on the leaderboard would be a London Walks Guide. And as we put it, London Walks guides make the new familiar and the familiar new. And on that agreeable note, come then, let us go forward together on some great London walks. And that's by way of saying good walking and good Londoning, one and all. See you next time.